Hello, everybody, and welcome to Live a Little, this crazy little podcast about everything and nothing. I'm Pete Pranica, TV voice of the Memphis Grizzlies, joined as always by Greg Graber, educator and mindfulness guru. It is episode 18, and we're recording this just a few days before Christmas. So, um, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Whatever. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever you happen to celebrate. Festivus is tomorrow, (laughs) the 23rd. Oh, so you're. For all you Seinfeld people. So you're going to air grievances? Oh, without a doubt. Shocker. The audacity of us having this podcast. You know, grumpy old white men (laughs) as one of our national. Abundance. You know, it's it, 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 it's funny that he um, he, he never got back to me. And, I tagged and, him. I oh, tagged yeah, him did. on Facebook on a link to it. And uh, we're talking about X? Gary Parish, who who basically said, you know, every every white guy in the world has a podcast. I'm just going to do it to annoy people now. Other than the fact that I really enjoy doing this with you, but uh, <laughs> at this point, it's on. <laughs> it, it is on. Uh, we'll talk about what's going on in our lives, in the world. Yes, we will air some grievances. I had to really dig deep to find grievances. I'm in a what? good. You're, I'm in a good mood. The back I, must be doing okay. Then. My back. My, my back is feeling. Hey, look, John Morant's back, and the Grizzlies I know, are, I two, loved it. are, are I two and zero. Oh, so I that's fantastic. It. I've been on the road nine days, so I've got a lot of. <laughs> I'll, I'll fill in for you then. You, the yeah, you, you've got all the grievances in the world to talk about. Um, yeah, we'll have a mindful moment as we uh, enter the holidays, and uh, hopefully you will enjoy this. As uh, I know, kids are off from school, and uh, if you're taking a break from work and uh, need a little need a little entertainment from two old white guys talking about stuff, uh, you you've come to the exactly the right place. Um, what's what's going on, uh, boy? I, I'll tell you. The return of John Morant has been. He is special. I was thinking in the car, Pete. He, uh, it's premature, obviously, but. Does he have the potential to go down as one of the greats? I I felt that you know if he stays out of out of trouble, he could be in the Hall of Fame. I, I mean, I really, really, truly believe that. Now, Peter Vesey, longtime New York sports columnist, said people asked me what it was like to be at Rucker Park when Julius Irving was playing, and he said. John Morant's the closest thing. Wow. So, I mean, that, Dr. that's... Dr. J, that's yeah. rarefied air. That is that is very, very high praise. And I know last night in the game against Indiana, Ja heard the MVP chance, which he won't play enough games to be eligible for any postseason awards. fact of the matter is, and I was, I was running the numbers today, they're just insane how much better this team is playing with him than they did without him. And it's not that he's scoring 50 points. I mean, he had 34 in the game winner against New Orleans. He only, he quote-unquote, only had 20 last night against Indiana. But it's it's just amazing. And to see the level of excitement at FedEx Forum, it was as close to a playoff game as a regular season game will ever get. The building was absolutely packed. It was absolutely electric. Start of the game, the entire lower bowl is standing. End of the game, lower bowl is standing. Truly a franchise player. Without a doubt, without a doubt. And so it it's that's kind of kind of dominated my life, you know, with with the Grizzlies over the last uh, seventy two hours or so. And um, maybe it's lessened some of the stress on your back. Not not saying it's psychosomatic, but maybe there is a connection. Well, there is a connection between the mind and the body, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you, and you feel better about it. It's the holidays. Um, I've it's gotten to I a, see your gifts here on the table. Yeah, I've got all these gifts here for our, our broadcast crew. And what's funny is about this is. I've got okay, so everybody on our broadcast crew except one person is an Apple person, and I wanted to get um, I wanted to get our crew something that would be valuable for travel, and everybody now has an iPhone, a watch, uh, and the uh, the AirPods. 
So I, I say, well, I'm going to get something that they can take on the road that they can travel every that they can charge everything with one plug-in rather than oh, wow. a million cables. And so I found something that was hopefully they're not listening. Uh, no, no, they don't. Well, <laughs> and did you in the second? Did you wrap those? Of course, I wrapped. You those. have some mad skills, Mister. My 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 mom. cooking, wrapping gifts. Yeah, my them. my mom taught me well. Wow. So so in any event, so I got them this 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 really cool thing that I'll I'll give them tomorrow when we're down in Atlanta. Except there's one guy on the on the crew who is not an Apple person. What does he get? Uh, well, one of our other crews said, well, he really likes this particular, uh comic book character so i got him something affiliated with that comic book character cool. so yeah so it, it it's just kind of cool because i the older i get the more i enjoy giving gifts and i sent a lot of gifts right now what i'm doing for for out of town people i send them food gifts i'm glad you enjoy it i'm gonna venmo my nieces and nephews uh, <laughs> before christmas so, so and, and, it, and it's kind of cool because now the the the, um, the the gifts have landed on their doorstep and typically, what what, I, what I've done this year, and I'm not letting out any secrets because everybody's gotten everything already. Uh, I send food gifts. There are so many good food purveyors, uh, whether it's Central Barbecue here in town. Uh, there's Italy. Uh, there's a, a, an Italian uh, business called um, D'Italia that they put together like some some um, some great charcuterie boards that that you can do. Great gift. Food. Yeah, I mean that's just can't yeah. do any better than that. Yeah. So and now what's happening is people are getting these gifts and then they're hey man this is really cool yeah we're gonna have a party with this and and so yeah the, the gift giving just feels feels really good and and look I know that as long as I have been doing this uh, you know being on the air with with the Grizzlies and before that with the Trailblazers you try the longer you're in it the less emotionally attached you are to the wins and the losses but still yeah there's it, a, it makes a difference yeah the losses have a residue or a funk even you know when i go in and work with a team maybe some of the teams i work with every week like memphis or old miss because they're local but others i'll fly in once a month and work with them and even with that limited interaction mm -hmm. Just losing has that stench. Yeah. It's just it doesn't feel good. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of what's up with me. So what's uh, what's so, so I, you've been on the road uh, for nine days. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll riff for a minute on this. I don't want to bore everyone to tears, but uh, <laughs> I left a week ago. I think it was last Tuesday for Louisiana. Mm -hmm. I flew to McNeese State. I wanted to be there one to work with the team, but also for my guy Will Wade's game back from suspension. Mm -hmm. He's killing it there. So shout out to the people in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Very friendly, a great organization. Maybe he stays another year. There's talk that the high majors are already looking at him again. So we'll see. Flew from there, spent about four days in New York. Uh, met our friends Patrick and Carolina from London. Mm -hmm. It's her birthday. They didn't bring Jack. I was a little bit disappointed not to see my guy. He's a rugby player, really cool mullet. Uh, had a great time in New York. It That's rained. a distinguishing feature. Is a really great mullet. Yeah, I mean, you've got to love that. A hockey player type mullet? Yeah, rugby. It's even more intense because it's rugby, right? Because it's you rugby. look up rugby mullet. Okay. Um, okay. Giving him a shout out on that. <laughs> uh, flew to New York. Had a great time. Great food as always. It's really beautiful Christmas time. Stayed in the Essex House, which is a JW mm -hmm. Marriott across from Central, Central Park. Central Park. Yeah, so got, got some steps in. A little bit of shopping, 
Patrick probably had me drink a little bit too much. I'm going to do dry January. We'll talk about that in the next episode before <laughs> New Year's. I uh, flew from there to upstate New York to work with Coach Carm and my guys at Siena College Basketball. Great program, outstanding culture. They're having a bit of a difficult season. Uh, they're making some adjustments, but I think they're going to be just fine. Uh, got back late the other night. You always know when you get back in Memphis. I don't know what it is. I'm, you wouldn't know. You don't fly commercial much. <laughs> <laughs> Our guy Ryan is starting to call you Ritz Pete because you stay at the Ritz Carlton. So <laughs> hey, Adam, book Ryan. it. I just, I I just, just go where they tell me. Um, but, you know, it lands in Memphis and people just don't realize that it goes out in order by rows <laughs> and they just jump out. The only other person uh, place I've seen that is in China mm-hmm. on domestic flights in China. It's so irritating. I love the city. I love the people of my hometown here, but that is always so disconcerting. People, there's a system, and please abide by it. Is it because some there are some people who don't fly very often, and they're you know when they walk on the plane, they're utterly confused. And I was on a I was on a flight that was it was either Delta or American. What commercial? Yeah, yeah, I do fly commercial Gee, from time to time. Yeah, but and somebody walks on walks on there, and they just like plop down. And the flight attendant says, this isn't Southwest. This isn't open seating. Good for her. I'm I'm looking for that flight attendant on American one of these days. Yeah. Yeah, I know this is hard to imagine. I'm that guy. And I say it in a nice way. I'm like, you know, there's a system here, right? It goes out in rows. Mm -hmm. And the guys look back and go, oh, my bad. And they still stand there, knocking old ladies down, not helping people with their baggage, just shoving people, invading personal space. But, you know, it's all good. And, but, it's the and, holiday season. Well, so. but Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, when you come to Memphis, you're not connecting for anywhere else. Now, if, yeah, you're, if you're in Atlanta yeah. Oh, yeah, and somebody's yeah. like, hey, I got a tight connection, Without cool, a doubt. go right through. Without yeah. a doubt. You know, because I'm usually that one running. I had to run. Uh, I was stuck. I don't know if I texted you in Charlotte trying to get back. I was late getting out of Albany in Siena, and then uh, I had to run. I don't think I'm grossly sort of out of shape most people would say i'm probably thin i look at because i'm tall Mm -hmm. but i kind of have this thing at my age it's this kind of thin fat guy thing i'm not really fit so it's hard to believe i'm running through the charlotte airport i think i posted on x i'm hoping no one is taking a picture just because i know it just looks so grotesque (laughs) it's hard to imagine that i was an ultra marathon runner at some point in my life belly shaking man titties are all over the place i'm gasping for air like i have covid and and, uh, and charlotte is not an easy airport to navigate no not particularly if you're flying a regional jet and there's that one concourse that's all regional jets and it's oh, yeah. like the most depressing terminal in the united states i'm not a big fan of charlotte i'd rather go delta through atlanta mm-hmm. or even if i'm Amer- going on american through dallas isn't that bad but charlotte's terrible yeah it's amazing because you talk to some people and say ah, i hate the dallas airport i hate the dallas airport i'm fine with the dallas airport because they've got the sky train that you can you can you can get around fairly quickly the problem with charlotte is that like i said if you are flying the worst is if you're flying like a main line a full full-size plane and you're trying to connect to uh to a regional jet and they keep the regional oh, jets like oh, yeah. way way it's, out like practically in south carolina it's terrible i yeah. uh in Dallas, there's always somewhere good to eat. You yeah, know, whether it's uh, Whataburger or Papa Do's. Papa Do's is excellent. A, yeah, it's it's spread out at least. And you're right; you can take the tram. It's fairly easy to do. But uh, 
great time working with those programs as always and seeing our friends in New York. Um, I'm kind of trying to shake off that travel thing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a hangover without the benefit of drinking. Right. Right. Well, I did drink, but... Um, <laughs> that might have contributed. That might have. So It is one of the things, and it doesn't matter how you travel or where you stay. Travel wears you down. It, it just yeah, does. You, yeah, we stayed at you know the Essex house in New York. It's really nice, but it's still not sleeping in your own bed. Right, right. There's something about... And there's noise in the hallway. I'll get to my grievance on okay. that. Uh, but yeah... It sounds like we're whining about having the luxury of traveling for work and pleasure, but uh, you know, there's no place like home. No, no, there really is. I do, en- I do enjoy the road trips, but in measured doses because you go out on a trip and like, hey, this is going to be great. We're going to see a different city, and uh, but then you come home. It's like, God, I just can't wait to get home. And it is nice to be in your own space, in your own bed, and uh, in all the comforts have, of home. Have you done Albany, New York, uh, airport before? Uh, it would have been like when I was in college. Wow. So it's underrated, been... small, clean, mm-hmm. convenient, great food. Kind of like Austin. Yeah. Austin has a yeah, really yeah. nice airport. It does. Yeah. I, Austin, uh, I stopped back there, I think coming back from Vegas and summer league, they got a really nice wine bar. Enjoyed that, uh, very much. Uh, some recommendations, you know, I know that most people probably have purchased all their Christmas gifts and everything. Have you ever used Shutterfly? No, but I've heard it's good. I'm a big fan of Shutterfly, which is a service that does everything from, uh, you know, prints from your photographs to calendars to uh, Christmas ornaments to what I like. Um, and I've, I've done this for the various trips. I will take photos and then put them on metal f- uh, photo tiles and create a memory wall so i can look at this one wall and say okay here's where i've been over the last few years or whatever they do they do a tremendous job and so if you're looking for any and great gifts like if you have somebody that's coming up on a birthday and they're a big coffee drinker or whatever you can upload uh your photos and you can create a photo mug uh, I've also created a, a wine tumbler, oh, <laughs> an insulated cool. wine tumbler with pictures from various trips and all that. And it's it's just a it's just a really really cool. And it, it's they're always running different different specials or whatever. And um, a friend of mine, uh, her mother is turning ninety, and so what she did is she went to the family and said, "Look, I'm putting together a calendar for mom for 2024 as she goes to her 90th birthday." and just, you know, and she showed me the, and you, it's super easy to upload. You can upload, if you have the Shutterfly app on your phone and you've got your photos on your phone, you can just upload from your phone. And uh, I've even done a photo book, uh, which is a really, really cool thing. Um, That's, I, I like sort of having these tactile pictures now or these mm-hmm. physical pictures instead of all digital. Right. I have them all on my phone. That's what we all do now. Right. And I'm sure they're saved in the cloud or whatever, but there's, Something sort of neat and a little more nostalgic yeah. and aesthetic to have the actual pictures. Yeah, yeah. Although I do want a, uh, I do want a digital picture frame they hang on the wall. So oh, the they, ones that rotate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are cool. Yeah, I just uh, you know the old photo album printed thing just doesn't quite work as well. So I'm I'm a big Shutterfly fan. So yeah, check them out. That was a quick recommendation. So you're making me like oh you're gonna have to you have, to have to do some research here. Yeah. Let's see what else can what else can I recommend here. Uh, so. <laughs> As I'm Googling, recommend. I'm just kidding. I actually had this on my phone. I saw this morning. It looked really cool. Dr. Vivek Murphy. You know who he is? Yeah. The Surgeon General. Mm-hmm. A couple episodes ago, 
you talked about, you referenced the book. I think it was called Bowling Alone. Yeah. And we we riffed on a bit how loneliness is an epidemic mm-hmm. in the United States. And they attributed a large amount, not the sole reason, but a large amount is due to screen time. Mm-hmm. So we talked about the varying s- statistics on here Upwards of 10 to 12 hours a day, the average American adult is looking at a screen. Yeah. TV so screen or phone screen, screen or computer phone screen. screen, Kindle, whatever, uh, as I'm looking at my screen <laughs> reading this. So the thing about loneliness is it affects us on a psychological level. People who are lonely, especially with the elderly, they're more prone to depression, anxiety, emotional issues, but also there's a correlation between having heart issues and other medical issues. So Vivek Murphy came up with this five for five connection challenge. He's calling on Americans to take five actions over five days to build more connections in their lives. And you can, you can Google it five for five connection challenge and it has a barcode to swipe and all that kind of good stuff. And it really has good sort of common sense suggestions on how to connect with other people mm-hmm. in various meaningful ways that will sort of help the other people, but it'll help you as well. It's uh, you know, we're social creatures, the way that we're wired and we're going against that grain because of technology. I saw a story on the news the other day about how young Asian men, I guess it's generation Zers, we blame everything on Generation Z now. I okay. feel bad for them, but a lot of them... Generation X is now off the hook. Yeah, thank goodness we are. Uh, you're a boomer, though, right? No, I don't mean that. Ta- to, ta- yeah, ta- yeah, tail end of bar- the boomer. I'm barely Generation X mm-hmm. by one year. So people go look up and see, see how old I am. Um, but these young Asian men, a lot of them are opting for relationships with female AI creations instead of real women. Ah. So I don't even know what that, like how do you have a relationship with something on a screen? But I, I, th- I, I think that typifies sort of our state of loneliness. I was gonna say in our culture, but I guess in the world, right. and I think it's only gonna get worse. Yeah. So we really have to put out an effort to connect. We're all connected anyway, or, or wired for connection, but friendships take effort. Yeah, you know? it's it's we're we're wired and connected, but at arm's length. Yeah, and, and, oh, without and a, a screen. That's a yeah. great point, Pete. It's a superficial connection. So, like, I, I text my best friend in Atlanta, Sanford, all the time. I feel really connected to him. Mm-hmm. I've known him since uh, nursery school, probably. But yeah, it's still not the same as picking up the phone or seeing someone in person. And again, that's one of the reasons you and I do this. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's, Gary. It's hey, Gary listening. Parrish. Yeah, a you know, couple, so, couple of guys talking to each other. Yes, it's an excuse for guys to talk. But it's, it's like we said with travel. Travel, you don't realize that there are certain negative effects. And I think it's the same thing with loneliness. And you may feel a moment where, God, I feel really alone. But there might be moments where you don't feel it, but yet... Your body is is somehow sensing it. Oh, without a doubt. And and, and that, we feel things in our body. You're absolutely right. Before it registers in our minds. Yeah. And and like trauma, even loneliness is different than trauma. But 
it holds, it stays in our body for a while. Mm -hmm. But you know it, traveling, even though, yeah, you'll go eat with your, your workmate friends, but then you're alone in the hotel room for, it's still a, it's, right. it can be a solitary existence. I, uh, I was eating alone in the hotel bar when I was working with Sienna in Albany, and two of the players walked up and said, hey, can we join you? Mm-hmm. Maybe they felt sorry for you. I don't know. It was nice though. Yeah, to have it a little is. bit of human interaction. But, you know? but see, even even that, um, I was uh, I was talking with my cousin who traveled a good deal when he was working for Boeing, and he would say because there was a period of time as a single man, I like, God, I hate going to restaurants. I hate going to restaurants because you walk up and the hostess or host says, "And who will be joining you tonight?" And you're sort of like, "Nobody." I'm oh, here. Yeah, you it's, feel like, I'm, or, it's, yeah, or you you get the. Uh, is it just you? Yeah, just me. Yeah, it's as if just, I'm not enough alone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and then and then sometimes you say, uh, "Yeah, it's 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 just me." And, and they will say, "Well, do you want to sit at the bar?" It's like, no, I'd really like a table. And then you get a roll of the eyes. Oh, yeah. Like you're wasting it. You're not worthy just one to have you a table. to have a table. Yeah. But I'll ask for a booth just to really piss them off. Because yeah. <laughs> a booth is a whole different thing. Yeah. You ever notice that? Yeah. Well, and, and, but my cousin said, he said, you know what? He said, sit at the bar. Because the bartender's yeah. going to be there. There are other people there. You may or may not strike up a conversation. I took your advice on that. You mentioned that back in the summer when we started mm-hmm. doing this. And I started, even if I don't feel like drinking, I'll sit at the bar and you're right. One, the service is quicker. Yeah, it's instantaneous. Mm-hmm. But two, yeah, there's a little hum- little more human interaction. The bartender is there, and maybe there's some drunk that's humorous yeah. sitting to your left or right. <laughs> some, but, uh, something to look at. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think I think that's good. Now, you know, as the one or one of the benefits of getting to be our age is you just don't care anymore. And I don't care. Oh, there was a great meme that said I posted it. You'll probably see it later when you get on. It said, how do I sleep at night knowing people don't like me? And the answer was, with the fan on. <laughs> you know? I like it. I like it. Yeah, at, at some point, you're just like, I just... Well, it, it's it's the Mark Manson thing. You only have so many Fs to give. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much out of them. I'm just like, you know what? Have you listened to his podcast yet? I, I have not it's listened good. to it. I've read his books, but I've not listened to the podcast. It's pretty good. Okay, cool. Um, all right, that brings us, I believe, to airing of grievances. I, I have a very, very soft grievance. So You've been kind of soft with them the last few weeks. You're getting <laughs> I don't kind. Want, I don't want to be so salty. Well, and this is, I've got, I've got two. I'm going to go back to college sports. And the whole bowl system Duh. is is gotten so crazy and out of hand. But what I don't like about it, and I understand if you are, and you know, I'm, I'm a Notre Dame guy, obviously, Sam Hartman, going to be drafted into the NFL. Audric Estime, the running back, going to be drafted into the NFL. Well, they're going to opt out of the bowl game. That's the worst. And so you and so you have some of these real players that they get to a bowl game, and it's like the bowl game is going to be like a second-string quarterback, third-string running back, and does anybody it, – it, it, because when – you know, I, I, this is – yeah, this is the old guy yelling at clouds. Now, when I worked at Notre Dame – Going to a bowl game was a major thing. You go to the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, and Tim Brown is playing, and Rick Meyer is playing, and everybody played till the very end. But now it's like, well, you know, I don't want to injure myself in a bowl game, which really doesn't mean anything because of my NFL stock. And I mean, 
on the one hand, I get it. These these guys are going to make millions of dollars in the NFL, and they want to. They, they don't want to run the risk of basically blowing out a knee in a meaningless football game. I get that. But aren't they getting paid NIL money to play? So I wonder if that's not a consideration. I well, you know, I don't know how Notre Dame does their NIL. I know that they're selling jerseys for Audric Estime and Sam Hartman. Beyond that, I, I I really don't know. So to me, the bowl games. You know, like I said, it used to be, hey, bowl game. I don't watch the Notre Dame bowl game. They're playing in the Sun Bowl in El Paso. I could care. I just, I, it just, it doesn't do anything for me because the players that you really want to see aren't going to be playing anyway. The equivalent to that is in the Premier League. Sometimes they'll play in these worthless cups and they'll play their mm-hmm. third string or their right. academy team. Yeah, right? and it's like, so, yeah, why? Who cares? Yeah, who cares? I agree with you on that. That's been the last few years. Yeah, and, and it's, I it's always it's disappointing. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I don't care for it. So you won't watch it. Um. I gotta figure out when the Sun Bowl is that I can watch it. I don't even know where I'm gonna. Where's that Tempe? No, no, the Sun Bowl is in El Paso. Oh, in El Paso, not yeah. a place you'd want to visit. Well, you know, and, and it's also not a New Year's. You know, hey, I'm I'm a bowl snob. It's not a New Year's Six Bowl, which you know, if if Notre Dame had taken care of business against Clemson, they would have been in a New Year's Six Bowl in any event. When was their last one? Their last one, what? New Year's Six Bowl. I'm not busting you. It's been a while. I think. Was it Fiesta Bowl against Ohio State where they got rolled, or Fiesta Bowl against uh, Oregon State? It's 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 been far too long. Well, they were in the college football playoff a couple of times. Of course, you had the championship game where they got crushed by Alabama, as all my Alabama friends like to remind me. Um, the other quick grievance, I, like I said, I've been sending a lot of food gifts, and on the order form, there's always like, do you want to send a gift message? And so you type out a nice little gift message. Gift messages don't always get through. They're not always included, or if they're included, they're included in some crazy space on the shipping label or on you know the packing slip that you don't know where it is. Case in point, I got this nice uh, kit that turns your grill into like a smoker, and uh, so this lands on on my doorstep, and I'm looking at it. Hey, this is a really really cool gift. Who gave this to me? And I'm looking. I'm looking at all the paperwork. There is not a mention anywhere. Of who sent this? Oh, to you me. still don't know? Huh? No, no, no. I, I put it. I put it out on Facebook. Yeah. Well, first, first of all, there there were three people that are foodie people that know that I have a grill and I like to grill. I called those three people and they're like, mm, no, wasn't wasn't me, wasn't me. And I, so I put it on Facebook. So you also gave them a nudge to give you a gift by calling them inadvertently, but that's pretty. <laughs> Pretty subconsciously smart. <laughs> no, they were all people very, very close to me that I knew I was already getting gifts from them, so it wasn't wasn't that big a deal. But so I put a picture on Facebook and I said, "Who sent me this?" And of course, you know the the the, the givers, dear friends of mine in, in New York, uh, said, "Yeah, well, yeah, wasn't there a gift message in there?" Like, mm, no, they didn't put it in there. And then um, for a couple of out of towners who have been to Memphis and enjoy barbecue, I sent um, gift packs of uh, Central Barbecue. Great place. And uh, sent one out to uh, Brian Davis, who's a good friend of mine. Knew him in Chicago. Knew him uh, when he was in Seattle, former voice of the Seahawks, and then went on to work with the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's moved back to the Pacific Northwest. So he, he's been here. I sent him some Central Barbecue. And, of course, I put in a gift note. And, of course, a couple days ago, I get a phone call from Brian Davis. Hey, I got a mystery to solve. Uh, I got a box <laughs> of Central Barbecue. And I had a friend who just was in Memphis but I know that you're there too. So is this from you? <laughs> like, yeah, it is. So uh, just a, if you were giving any gifts online and there's a space for a gift message, don't assume the gift message is going to get through. Because you know the old saying, if you assume 
something. It makes an ass out of you and yes, me. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm done with grievances. It's a holiday season. I'm... Mine's pretty shallow. It's a shallow howling. <laughs> is, this a, is this American Airlines? I think it is. No, uh, it's a travel. It's not American. We could fill up. There's not enough tape. Uh, staying in hotels. Who the hell? What kind of special asshole parties in a hotel? Like, I, I just don't get that. There is no consideration for space. Or that people are trying to sleep. Yeah. And it's not just necessarily teenage kids. Right. Probably in the swank hotels you're staying with the Grizzlies, you may not notice this, but people being loud and obnoxious in a hotel room. Yeah. It's never like been a desire of mine to like get some beer and wine and have like nine people in a in my room in a hotel <laughs> and look at the shag carpet or the the crappy Pictures on like why do people do that? Yeah, why would why would you do that? Why don't you just go to a bar just, and do it? I, I just don't get it. I had to move rooms at one in the morning in Albany was just uh but this is not the first time it's happened. Yeah. And some of these are this is actually a decent hotel. It's the Desmond. They were great about it. They gave me a bigger I got an upgrade. Of course it was one in the morning. <laughs> but I just don't understand it. Do they not care that it's loud and other people are, are being awakened? And the security comes and knocks on the door several times, but they're relentless. They continue to party and talk loud and slam doors and yell and pound on the walls. I, I just, are people that stupid or that inconsiderate? Uh, yes. <laughs> I, okay. think, I, think, I think that's a quick answer. I've had, I've had situations uh, in hotels, not, not with the Grizzlies, but traveling privately, where if you travel and you're in... I'm going to say one of the kind of the mid-level hotels like Holiday Inn Express or, you know, one of those. That's not mid-level. <laughs> I'm no snob, <laughs> Mr. Pranica, by any means, but that's not mid-level. Well, but you, you well, at least. You des- if you're staying in Holiday Inn Express, I'm sorry, you deserve to be up all night. <laughs> or Hyatt House or, or some of these. True. And, and, and you get, and you get. The junior hockey team. Oh <laughs> no! Cheerleaders are the worst. Yeah, yes, the exactly. Cheerleading convention. The cheerleading in convention. In Richmond, Virginia, I worked with VCU several stents. That's some kind of epicenter for cheerleader camps or something, and they would take over the hotel yeah. several times a season, and it was terrible. What? And then it was the cheerleading moms drinking wine and yelling, and you know, taking selfies with their cheerleading. It's just a. It's a. It's a thing. Well, any any of the youth groups, because the parents are going like, hey, vacation, and the kids are like running uh, up and down the The parents are in the bar, yeah. yeah and the kids yeah. are just going ape. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's never a lot of fun. And you, but even I've been at the, uh, I don't know, in Beverly Hills at uh, Four Seasons, and I've had old, not older, probably our age or a little bit younger, ladies yelling down the hall at 2 in the morning. Like, yeah. it's just, I guess you get it everywhere. It's a little... It made a little it judgmental matter. to say it's just the Holiday Inn Express. But. <laughs> no, you well, you 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 just never know. And I mean, I've been in four star hotels and two star hotels, and it, you, you can get it no matter where you go. But yeah, it is it is amazing that people they feel like once they get out of their house, then the rules are like off. Is it just they don't get out very much? We're gonna go sit in a hotel room and drink and yell and make stupid guffaw noises and <laughs> bang on the walls and slam the door. Like, do you not have a? Can you not go to Buffalo Wild Wings or something? And 
I see, it's know, more it's expensive. It's just cheaper to go buy a case of beer and a Buffalo bag of Buffalo Wild Wings and... is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but 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 see, people who don't get out often go. Well, I'm not going to spend money in a restaurant. I'm just going to you know hang out with my homies and and I, I and don't get... get it. These weren't homies. These were. I mean, just you know, these were just. Uh, I don't know, idiots. <laughs> okay. I I just it happens more often than not. It's it's interesting how I just don't get it. Next time I'm going to knock on the door and just say I'm really inquisitive. Here. Yeah, I'm a social can you, scientist. Yeah, can you? I'm a sociologist. Can you tell me <laughs> what's the appeal of just partying and making a lot of noise and keeping people up, being a general nuisance with no self awareness in a hotel? <laughs> That's a very very diplomatically put. Uh, well, or just say hey assholes, knock it off. Yeah, yeah, you could do you could do that too. I don't know. You don't know if they're packing heat or if that's, they've got weapons. So that's you, a good point. This day wanna, and age. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No skunkweed this trip though. I didn't. Well, no, in New York, I lie. Mm-hmm. You smell it a lot on the streets of New York. Right. Yeah. But in hotels, I didn't. I didn't smell any this time. Streets, streets of Chicago, and after after Christmas, we have a road trip to Colorado. So it's, oh, that's all it is. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. It's it's going to be it's going to be quite something. Maybe they'll be doing gummies instead, and you can't smell it. <laughs> that that yeah that that seems to be the trend now. Let's let, let's go with gummies. In any event, uh, shall we transition to a mindful moment as we head into the holidays? Yeah, one of the things that we haven't done yet, and this was intentional on my part. This is our eighteenth. Or 19th, 18th, 18th sure episode. It's 18th? Yep, I double checked. I, I haven't led us through a meditation, and that was a conscious effort on my part because a lot of times people just associate mindfulness with meditation. So, mindfulness is the overall practice where we try to stay engaged in the present moment with as little judgment as possible not reciverating about the past or fixating about what's right around the corner in the future. And it's funny, I always have friends say, well, you and Pete go on the air and you guys are complaining and kvetching and airing of grievances. That's not very mindful. It's very mindful. Yeah, we're in, we're in, we're in touch with what bothers we, us. And we're in the present moment. <laughs> yeah. If, as long as you're in the present moment, you're experiencing life uh, as much as you can, then you're being mindful. But meditation for me, and I think for most people that teach this, they would say that meditation is the anchor for a mindfulness practice. I know you meditate. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this. We've worked on it before over the years. It's really important. I know with New Year's coming up and people are going to have resolutions. I'm going to talk about that next week before New Year's on why resolutions are for suckers. We should have goals, right? tangible goals that we can measure on a metric and see if we're growing. But meditation is simply an exercise to sit and try to be with your thoughts in the present moment as much as you can. And what I recommend is that people who want to start meditating do it for five minutes every day. And then I would say add on a minute a week until you get to around 10 or 12 minutes. It's plenty of time. It's one of those almost that less is more. I'd rather have quality time Mm -hmm. than sitting for an hour with my eyes closed thinking and calling it a meditation. So the whole thing with meditation, when I started years ago, I wish my teachers would have told me, is the objective isn't really to not think. The objective is to refocus when you get distracted. That in and of itself is meditation. 
and I'm, I'm not going to go into the benefits because there's so many psychological, emotional, physiological, physical benefits of, of meditating. I encourage you, if you're interested in that, to Google it. So what I'd love to do is just kind of set up a little meditation for a minute or two. Are you going to meditate or is it too early? No, you? no. No, I'm good. Let's do it. All right. So what I'm going to ask you to do is just sit in a chair, listener. The great thing is you don't have to be down on the ground in a, in a lotus position. Your, your feet are flat on the ground. Your back is straight. Head is slightly tilted back. Your eyes are closed. I'll give you a minute to do that. This is riveting podcasting, by the way, Pete, leading a meditation. Hands are on your thighs or your knees. Again, eyes are closed. I want you to take two or three deep breaths just to get everything kind of situated. Breathe in slowly through your nose. Hold it for a second. And then breathe out even slower through your mouth. Do that two or three times. And then once you've done that, I want you to gently fall into your normal breathing rhythm, whatever that is. And we don't want to get too hung up on technique. There's no right or wrong way to do this. And I want you to focus on the way that your stomach rises and falls with every in-breath and out-breath naturally. And when you get distracted, whether from internal noise like thoughts or feelings or external noise like a car or someone yelling in a hotel room, simply refocus back on the way that your stomach rises and falls with every in-breath and out-breath. And you'll do this for five minutes and your mind will be all over the place. And that's normal. And what I like to tell people is, even if your mind was all over the place and you were thinking, when you're done after five minutes, you see what your thought patterns were and what you're dealing with mentally and emotionally and you can go deal with it the rest of the day. Yeah. That's all meditation is. There's no such thing as a good meditation or a bad meditation. Social scientists tell us, or psychologists tell us, we have upwards of, they don't really know, but 70,000 thoughts in a 24-hour period. We're never going to stop the thinking process. So at the very least, meditation lets us see how crazy our thoughts are, and it gives us a little bit of space. I can't recommend it highly enough. Consistency is more important than quantity. I would say do it every day, be consistent about it, try to do it the same time every day. And it's an incremental process. Even if you don't feel like it's working, it takes time. And over time, you'll see there's a little bit of space that you've cultivated between you and your thoughts. And that's what meditation is. Yeah. And recognizing your thoughts and what's going to trigger you and what's on your mind but not engaging during the course of the meditation anyway. You're not engaging with those thoughts. I always like, I think it was John Kabat-Zinn, it's like, you are a mountain, and the thoughts are like clouds. It's like going by. I love that. And so, you know, if you, if you kind of set yourself up, I am a, I am a mountain, and which is why you, why you sit tall, and then you let all the other stuff kind of like go by you. Um, 
but you do take note of your thoughts. You don't try to not think or not have thoughts. That that, that kind of defeats the purpose. But. And it's not some massive paradigm shift in, you know, your thinking or anything like that. It's just Dan Harris has this book called 10% Happier. Right. I think that's a great mm-hmm. way to say it. Yeah. It takes the edge off a little bit, and it makes you a little bit more reflective, a little bit more self-aware, and for me, a little less impulsive. We all have different baselines with our thoughts and emotions. It's all different for all of us. So it's not, it's not going to look the same. Exactly. Exactly. I'm, we're going to wrap this up here pretty quickly So because you've got an appointment to get to. And uh, what's going on? Well, let's see. I'm off to Atlanta today, play the Hawks on the 23rd, then back in Memphis on the 24th, 25th. Uh, I'll have Christmas morning and afternoon here and then off to New Orleans to start a three-game road trip. And, um, Mr. Graber, I'm gifting you with some mushroom pierogi. Which I, I cannot wait. I'm which, excited. Which I have, uh, have. Can I keep it in the car? I've got to go to FedEx Forum and work with the well, it's Tigers. Cold. It, it's, so. cold. it's cold. They've been frozen. Okay. And, and so if you keep them in the car, they'll, they'll be fine. So now have you made pierogi from, from raw? I haven't. I don't make anything. I don't cook. Okay. I'm not okay. A, so okay. I can't. So, so the pierogi, it's it's the Polish version, basically of a dumpling, and the, these are filled with shiitake mushrooms, mm. garlic, and onions. And um, so, what you do once you uh, once you make them, because it's a it's a dough, obviously. What you do is, uh, when you're ready to eat these, go get a a nice big. Uh, pot of water, get it to a rolling boil, drop the pierogi in. When they float to the top, then you're good. Then you fish them out. And then in the meantime, you are sauteing onions in butter uh, on a pan. And once those pierogi float to the top and you pull them out, then they're they're cooked. But what you want to do is you want to saute them in mm. butter and onions until they turn a nice golden brown. I'm going to text you so Holly can do this. Okay. Or I'll just play this for her. Okay, yeah. So. Does Holly listen to the podcast? Uh, no, but her friends tell her things that I say, and she gets pissed off often. So I've been good today, Holly's friends. Yeah, yeah. You yentas who have nothing better to do than listen to this and report to Holly. <laughs> and uh, and serve, serve those with sour cream. That's, Can't wait. That's the best way to do that. And, Sounds great. And you, Thank you, sir. You, and you're going to look at him and like, you only gave me four. It's like... I made them, and I said, "Well, I'm, I'm just going to try the first couple." I had, I, I ate two around dinner time. I didn't eat the rest of the night because they are they wow. are very filling. So they're good in my car for several hours. Penny has long practices. Yeah, that, that's 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 fine. I, I would just probably uh, cook them up the next day or so. Okay, refreeze them or just put them in the fridge. Uh, I'd re- riveting I'd, listening here. I know. I'd refreeze them and actually, I mean, you can you can cook them from frozen. The bottom okay. line is once they float in boiling water, then you're ready to throw them in the pan with the butter and the onions. Gotcha. Can't wait. So, yeah, that's what I got going on. So I got the Tigers coming up this morning. If I make it, I'm kind of conflicted, as I told you when I walked in right, the door. Right. They're winning. They're doing so well. <laughs> Penny Hardaway and his guys are crushing it. They're doing They're, so well because you are nah, working with them. I, yeah. I don't want to tinker with them too much. I, I'm vacillating whether I should go finish my shopping or or go to practice. But um, we'll see. And then a few days, uh, I'll go off to Gardner-Webb. It's in North Carolina. Okay. I knew you are going to ask me. Mm-hmm. Boiling Springs. So I'll fly into Charlotte. They'll pick me up. Um, and then Rice University will be here the end of the month to work with Memphis. Mm-hmm. Little conflict of interest. I work with Rice and I work with Memphis, but it'll be fine. I think I know who's going to win that game, but <laughs> I'm not going to not going to say it. So 
cool, cool. All right, that's a wrap for Live a Little, this crazy little podcast about everything and nothing. We wish you all happy holidays, whatever holidays you celebrate. Hope that uh, you are surrounded by friends and family. And, uh, you know, even if you are not surrounded by friends and family, reach out to people during this holiday season. Uh, I know that the people that you reach out to will appreciate it and you will enjoy the social connection. So uh, Live a Little has come to you from the global galactic headquarters of Pranica Media in East Memphis. We don't have a producer. We don't have an editor. We don't have a script writer. You know, we don't have a script writer. Of course, we don't have a script. We don't have a script. We got nothing. We just got this podcast. We're available on all the podcasting platforms. Please do rate, leave a review. It's very helpful because I know other people can discover this podcast. The more people that rate and review, the more people discover it. And uh, maybe someday people will say like, hey, this is actually pretty good. In the meantime, Happy holidays. Uh, just enjoy the holiday season as best you can, and we'll be, uh, we'll be back with you before you know it. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays.